The book of Apostle Paul to Romans chapter 8 verse 3. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. God sent His Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He did not have sinful flesh, but He had the likeness, the likeness of our sinful flesh. He had body holy and without sin, but it had the likeness of our sinful flesh. That is why the Messiah had come, so that, as it is written, He could become sacrifice for sin. For what to become a sacrifice for sin? So that in His flesh, in His body, the pure Lamb, He could condemn sin. And so there exist, as we know, two definitions of sin. First, this is personified sin in the image of the fallen son of dawn, who transformed into sin through resistance to God expressed in violation of His commandments. This is the first definition of sin. This is devil and Satan. And secondly, sin as a state, which brings into power the law of sin and death with all of its results of decay expressed in all kinds of curses, illnesses, poverty, hunger, and premature death. To depart such a curse, for God it was necessary on His end to conduct judgment and retribution not only over sin, but its manufacturer expressed in our old man, the carrier of the genetic sin of devil himself, and the children of the devil expressed in people that have departed from the truth of Scripture and are at war with this truth. And the weapon of this judgment, according to Scripture, God chose to be the cross of Christ. The cross of Christ, firstly, is not suffering, although suffering for the truth is present there. But the cross of Christ is firstly a demonstration of submission to the will of God, which satisfies the requirements of His holiness and comforts His spirit. And secondly, this is an expression of the grace of God, which meets our needs head on. So God wants to destroy our curse through the ability to destroy sin in the face of the old man, devil, and the wicked and lawless people with the weapon of the cross of Christ. And out of that which we read, we could then ask if we were to translate all of this in the format of physics. Give me the formula. What is the cross of Christ? First, we say that the cross of Christ is when it is painful. No. What do you mean painful? When we accept baptism in water, were you in pain? What about baptism in the Holy Spirit? Were you in pain? What about baptism in fire? Were you in pain? Well, who, though he who has endured it says no. In the process, it was painful when we suffered for the truth. But the cross is never painful. It is not the full formula. People suffer not just for the truth. People suffer from their foolishness. Didn't eat the right thing. Didn't try the right thing. Isn't behaving correctly in, toward the body and is in the hospital. People suffer from sin. They don't want to confess and they legalize it and they suffer. You see, suffering is not always the cross. 
But in the cross, there is a presence of suffering. The formula of the cross of Christ is expressed in two things. First, obedience to the truth that satisfies the requirements of the Heavenly Father and Holy Spirit. And secondly, God gives us His favor and gives us grace, which comes to fulfill our needs. In other words, grace for grace. This is the cross of Christ. The cross of Christ is exchange, and the formula is grace for grace. I express on the cross favor to God and His will in obedience to His commandments, and God on the cross expresses His goodness toward me and delivers me from all kind of curse. If we are asked, what is the cross of Christ? You will say very quickly, this is grace for grace, goodness for goodness. I on the cross demonstrate goodness and obedience to His commandments, and He on the cross gives me favor and gives me life and resurrection. And for grace, expressed in the inheritance of the cross of Christ, to become ours, which will meet our needs head-on, you must pay a price expressed in fulfilling His commandments. And here is one of these illustrations. Malachi chapter 3, verses 10-12. through 12. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. And so, we first turn on and apply the formula of the cross of Christ, which tells us that the cross of Christ is obedience to the commandments of God. And here he says, Bring all the tithes into my storehouse, that the holiness of God may be satisfied. But this is not the fullness of the cross of Christ. The fullness of the cross of Christ is when the Lord, afterwards, after our obedience and submission to His commandments, He begins to demonstrate His favor toward us. And here is His favor. It says, If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it, that will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. And we right now are going to sing a psalm and to thank God that we have the great privilege to destroy sin. The state of sin, or rather, the manufacture of sin, or rather, that which sin causes is premature death, curse, poverty. For this, we need to remove the state of sin. To remove the state of sin, we need to destroy the one who destroys sin. And in us, this is the old man who represents the interests of hell and death. And we are going to cut off this death when we obey the commandment of the Lord and honor Him with tithes and offerings. Let us stand and sing a psalm and partake in this privileged service together.
With great joy, we'll repeat after Pastor Argaji that each time when the people of Israel had honored God with their tithes and their offerings, either in the Tabernacle of Moses or the Temple of Solomon, they were called to, according to the words of Moses, which he received as a revelation from God, to raise their hands over their offerings and to proclaim one proclamation that they were faithful to for thousands of years. We, being that same Israel, tied to that same root, drinking from the same olive tree, will do the same thing. Please raise your right hand, a symbol of your righteous act, and please pray together with me. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated the tithes from my home and brought them into your home, that in your home there be, may be food. I did not give in sorrow. I did not give impurely. I did not give for the dead. I deeply believe in your unchanging word, and I am glad that I have the privilege to express my love and to acknowledge your authority. And so according to your word, 
I ask, may your heavenly windows be opened, and may your blessing come down abundantly upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. May you be blessed. Please be seated.